it's Motorcycle Men. Good evening, everybody. This is Ted, and I am coming to you partially live from the V-Twin Cafe here in Cranford, New Jersey. Sunny Cranford, New Jersey, I might add. Here in the corner booth, uh, Tim, Buck2, and Chris the Joker are not with me tonight. Uh, They got other things going on, but that doesn't matter because we've got cool things going on here in this short episode uh, but first, I want to touch on some things that are going on, what's been happening. Uh, Tim and I were at the Harley Rendezvous Classic up in Dwaynesburg, New York, this past weekend, where the, our band uh, Human Wheels performed. Uh, it was a great show. It was a great place to be. And I tell you what, uh, what an event that is. If you have the opportunity next year, next June, uh, and you want something special and fun to go to, then you want to go to the Harley Rendezvous Classic. Look it up on the web. Harley Rendezvous Classic. Um, it's a crazy event. Uh, there's on on average probably, I'll say, well, Frank Potter told me uh, when we did the live show at the uh, swap meet uh, last year, he said that uh, the, the, pop, the population, he said that the um, attendance is always one more than the previous year. Well, uh, let me go on record and say there was probably probably very close to 15,000 people. Um, there is a lot going on there, a lot you don't want to miss. There is, of course, the band concerts. That, that goes without saying. There's also the Harley uh, Rodeo, which happens. One of the events which takes place there is the Bite Your Wiener, where... <laughs> Uh, a rider and passenger would ride underneath a hanging hot dog, and the passenger has to bite this hot dog in half. Uh, other things. There's a trike pole. Uh, at many farm events, you would see a tractor pole. Well, this is a trike pole. Trikes would pull a sled and see how far they could go. There's that. There's also a Harley-Davidson museum on site. Uh, it's not just Harley-Davidson's inside this museum. Uh, there are Old Indians, old BSAs. Uh, there was a lot of sport. There was a couple of sportsters. There's some custom bikes. There was some uh, just. It was just amazing. Just a lot of great stuff. There is a small um, gift shop on site where you can actually buy things. There's a vendor alley where you can buy some things or from vendors they're selling their wares, of course. And there is food vendors galore. Um, then of course there's the various beer tents and. Um, bars here and there all over the site. Now, this is on-site. There's shower ch- uh, showers available for the attendees, and there's porta-potties everywhere. And then you have your different areas you can go. There's the uh, there's a quiet area for those who don't want a lot of noise. And then there's, um, there's also the RV area, and there's, of course, uh, different areas. There's bikes only, and there's tents only. But it's amazing how large the property is and what's going on. There is a lot to see. There's a lot to do. But I will say that it was, there's plenty to see and plenty to do there. Uh, plus, the riding in upstate New York is absolutely fantastic. If you've never been, the riding in that area is tremendous. It's absolutely fantastic. And with that, uh, 
I can probably say that it's possibility that uh, I will be attending next year. This time, uh, maybe the Motorcycle Man will do a show from there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to see. And other things we have. What we've got right now, uh, Tom Tom was kind enough to send us a Tom Tom Rider 400 to check out and to give uh, uh, a nice review of and just put it through its paces. And they also sent us the Tom Tom Bandit action camera, which is going to get used like crazy. Um, I'm going to put that through a huge test probably tomorrow. Um, going to stick it on my helmet and go for a ride. And there's that uh additionally uh finally or also finally uh, in addition to what we have coming up now is the motorcycle podcasters challenge uh those of you if you if you haven't heard of it yet what it is basically the loud pipes podcast motorcycle men podcast and the throttled podcast are going to have a mileage challenge through eat sleep ride the eat sleep ride app uh, and they are going to monitor the whole event actually um, it's going to begin August 1st, and it's going to go through uh, right through the end of the month, right August, through August 31st. And this is going to be a mild challenge between uh, these three podcasts. Uh, and you're going to be able to check in on it, too. Uh, there's going to be a website set up so that you could check out, see who's doing what, and see who's getting anywhere. And, again, that's happening. We're going to do a trial run on July 1st for a week, working great. Uh, should there be any... Uh, bugs we're going to fix that and then we're going to go ahead and run the challenge on august 1st and we'll keep everybody posted on that uh lastly um next uh, in two weeks we'll be back uh, motorcycle man will be back in two weeks and we're going to have uh, a great interview coming up with uh, ed baker from uh, the snell foundation we're going to talk helmets and but right now coming up, I had the opportunity to uh, nail down an interview with uh, Jen Hoyer with Harley Davidson. She's the public relations manager uh, with Harley Davidson. She's out in Orange County, California, and this was a wonderful interview. We talked about the Sportster, uh, the new Roadster. Actually, we talked about the Livewire project, and we also talked about the new Flat Track project. So. Sit back, relax, take it easy, and uh, check out this wonderful interview. And um, by all means, don't forget, please go to our website, which is uh, MotorcycleMen.us. And there, what you can do is you can check out everything we have. There's pictures, there's uh, some video, and uh, just the, you can see all of our podcasts as well, all, every episode we've ever done. Initially, uh, what we're hoping to do is get some video going sooner than later. But that is it to see. Anyway, um, also, uh, please leave some feedback on the podcast that you listen to or are going to listen to. Uh, send us some email. Join our mailing list. And you'll get real up-to-date uh, newsletter information as to what's going on. And uh, also, then we're also going to have some rides coming up. We're trying to plan a fall event, Motorcycle Men Ride, as we did in the spring where we went to High Point. Uh, this time we're going to do something here in South Jersey, uh, through the Pine Barrens perhaps, but we'll see. Um, and that's about it for now. That's just Ted. Again, I'm here at the V-Twin Cafe in the corner booth. And we're going to run this interview right now that I had with Jen Hoyer from Harley-Davidson. Thank you very much for listening, folks, and ride safe. Okay, joining me on the Skype line right now from out in California, I have Jennifer Hoyer. She's the 
Media Relations Manager at Harley-Davidson. Right now she's in Orange County, California, um, taking care of public relations and communications. Welcome to the Motorcycle Men, Jen. Thank you. How's things out in California? They're good. It's been a little bit hot, but uh, this weekend's supposed to cool down, so better for riding. <laughs> do you ride? Oh, of course. Okay, and what do you ride? Yes, I've actually, I was going to say, I celebrated 14 years at the company last week, and um, I've been riding for 13 of those. Oh, wonderful. And what are you riding? Uh, currently, I'm riding our Lowrider S. Oh, you went for the big bucks, didn't you? <laughs> you went for the fast machine too, I see. Yes, uh, mine has always been my. Fa- it was actually my first, my first Harley, and um, they've always remained my favorite bikes. Really, really, yeah. Well, and it, well, it's got it's got a low stance too, so I imagine it probably fits you just right. I'm actually five eleven. Oh, really? <laughs> so I excellent. I have the pleasure. Of, I have the pleasure of fitting a lot of different bikes. Good for but, you. But yeah, it's it's comfortable. Good. All right, so now. I had the opportunity recently. Uh, I was up uh, at Americade. Have, have you heard of Americade Motorcycle Rally? Yes, okay. of course. Have you been? I haven't. Uh, so you're missing uh, well, I had the opportunity <laughs> uh, this past uh, June, or actually the beginning of this month, I had the opportunity to take the Roadster for a ride. Yeah. And um, my first impressions when I first saw that Harley Davidson introduced this model I was stoked because I could not wait to experience. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a sportster guy. I love the sportster. I, my first Harley was a sportster. Um, unfortunately, I do not have it anymore. But uh, <laughs> when I had the opportunity to uh, to take this for a ride, I did, and I was completely super impressed with the bike. I love its tall stance. Um, it handles like a dream. You could throw it around really easy. And it's got a lot of giddy-up, that's for sure. Uh, have you had the chance to ride this bike? <laughs> yes, yes. We've had a couple in the fleet for a little over a month. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, they would be my second favorite bikes of ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, now, as far as it goes for uh, uh, the ride itself, I, my impressions of the first right away, like I said, first of all, it had a lot of power. In every, well, of course, it's a Sportster, and it's got a 1200 in it, so it's going to have a lot of power. But... With the uh, one thing I noticed is that there was no lack of power through every gear ratio. Uh, it was all there, and it wanted to go. Its stopping power was tremendous in the front. Uh, again, comfort-wise, uh, I always thought my Sportster was comfortable. This was very comfortable. I could easily see doing a, a lot of hours on this on that saddle. No, no question about it. Um, I had the automatic urge to throw some panniers on this thing and just take a long haul. Um, Now, how long has the Roadster uh, design been in the works? The Roadster itself has been a little over two years. Um, The majority of our bikes take about a two to three year product planning cycle. Um, And definitely in the the realm of what we're looking to hear from, from customers for our products, right, is that voice of customer. And as we've seen over the last eight years um, in the increase of sales of, of our other sportsters is um, increased popularity of customization of those sportsters. And definitely in urban markets, in particular here in Southern California, you see all of this customization. So from the Roadster's perspective, it was how, how do we make this bike um, a little bit more for the urban environment, for a younger customer, 
um, and thus, as you talked about, with the performance capabilities of the brakes and the suspension, those were key. Um, but also the styling elements were really important um, to, to really get a customer that differenti differentiates. It is a 1200cc Evo um, from other Sportsters, but how do we make sure that it looks a little bit different so that it does have a different allure for, for a new customer? Well, you certainly did that. It, 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 everybody, the comment that I heard from a lot of people was that it had that uh, cafe racer look to it. Was that, was that the intent? Yeah, the intent is definitely styling, styling and engineering play, try to play together well. Um, and then there's the, the, what we call motorcycle product planning department that comes in with the voice of customer. So they all work together to say and to vie for what the motorcycle is going to come out to be. And so definitely from a styling perspective, our stylist said they wanted certain looks to be inherent in it. So the chopped fenders um, and the new wheel design all to make sure that it had the distinguishing look. All right. Now, what, when you first rode the Roadster, what was your impression right away? Um, I, again, as someone um, who does have a little bit longer legs, um, the riding stands for, for me in a long torso. It was really, really comfortable, and it's super fun. Here in California, we can lane split. Um, so yeah. that it's the lean parts of the motorcycle also are really, again, from my perspective, that's why they're my second most favorite bikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you said, overall, the Sportster platform um, is something that you can take long distance and you can ride it long. Um, thus, the, the new seat and how comfortable that seat is for long distance riding. Um, of course, everyone has their personal preferences, but it is a bike you can take in the city its main purpose but you can also you know if i wanted to run up to san francisco and ride 350 miles you're still going to be comfortable right now what has the the general reception of the roadster by dealers and a general public been so far that you have heard it's been great so as a as a platform as i would say in the sportsters have um upticked in the sales for us since 2008 oh, nice. um and the numbers increasing from our outreach targets of customer demographics and this is a bike that will, will continue to do that for us and for dealers so the response has really been great so far right now have you received any uh feedback on the design of the bike that may have prompted any revisions to the model or is it pretty much that's it well we all we always um as as most people familiar with the brand and those who aren't of course we keep models in our lineup usually for quite some time until um, you know until we don't see a need for it anymore or we know there's a new motorcycle coming out um, but definitely the feedback the strongest feedback we've seen is on the where the foot pegs are mounted in relation to um, where the hand where you where your hands place the handlebars too so um, that's probably the biggest if you're a shorter statured rider that that might be a little bit uncomfortable and just in general for other people's riding preferences might be uncomfortable right now you're tall like i am i'm six feet tall now did you know that when you were riding it that with your feet on the pegs that you felt like your knees were up a little higher than they should have been or was that uh, a comfortable thing for you i felt quite comfortable on it that way but i, I heard some comments from others that they felt that that they felt a little cramped on that. Was that? Uh, do you yeah, that's the, that's the difficulty we get, of course, from designing any motorcycle, and that's why I do say I am almost a sweet spot. We we typically take about a five ten rider, okay. and that's the average where you where you adjust the controls from, right? Because you can't 
from a stock bike, you know, make it comfortable for everyone. And that's, of course, where accessorization comes key. You know, 92% of our customers customize their bike. So knowing that you can, that a rider can adjust that, that from a handlebar or maybe from a foot peg or even from a suspension adjustment, that um, that, that will vary. So it, it is hard um, definitely to get a sweet spot for everyone. And right. that's um, definitely something we know up front. Okay. Now, one of the things I, I did notice, and I, after, I thought about it afterwards, uh, the width of the foot pegs themselves were quite wide. And I, I have a, an idea that that was a bit too, uh, I guess, prevent riders from really testing that lean angle. Yeah, they, they have feelers, what we, you know, yeah. in the liability perspective. Um, that, that's definitely a part of it, so that those touchdowns and those necessarily give you the warning yeah. um, that you're leaning off. We're pretty far. Have you leaned it over that far? <laughs> we have some nice roads here in California, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So that's a that's a, that's an admission without actually being an admission, right? <laughs> uh, with regard, I am I'm sorry. Go working. Ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> with regard to your sales, now has Harley seen an increase in sales of the Roadster to non-Harley owners or? previous non-sportster owners it's hard to get our numbers in yet um typically we take about a full quarter a full three three to four months to see what those numbers are but yeah overall from the onset um from what dealers have been telling us their sales have looked like it's definitely hitting those targets of a young adult which is a both a male and a female 18 to 34 oh great uh has uh, the way it's well balanced first of all and I, I, I never I didn't feel it was very top heavy at all have you uh, did you uh, get that same perspective when you got on the bike yeah there, there is feedback from some newer riders especially that sportsters tend to feel a little top heavy um, and that's definitely something we take into consideration on a bike like this where we are going after um, potentially a newer rider or a new to Harley rider right. And um, so, yeah, it definitely, again, from the performance perspective of what we're going after and trying to achieve, um, a lot of that is in the in the sights of an overall comfortable ride, especially if it's going to be a spirited ride. <laughs> a spirited ride. Oh, yeah, we know what that means. Um, well, from, for me, I, the sports are... Roadster, I should say, uh, is certainly well, one of my favorite Harleys now. Uh, my dream bike has always been a V-Rod, but I tell you what, the Roadster has almost nudged it out of the picture now. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that I would I would even go as far as to say the Roadster probably would be my next uh, my next Harley. Right now, I'm riding a Heritage, and but I would like to add definitely want to add the Roadster to uh, my garage. That's for certain. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Now, this new design of the Roadster, I, I just want to veer off the uh, off, off the sports track right now. Has this new design, was this a Cadillac, uh, a catalyst, I should say, for the flat track model that we've been hearing about in the trades? Yeah, so the new, the XG750R, our uh, street flat tracker, as we call it, uh, um, has been in development for a while now. We've the XR750 has taken a 44-year history of lots of championships, and um, similar to um, overall perspective of some of the other bikes that we've been talking about in the future for Harley. We we love flat track racing. We hope it will continue to be a part of our our history. And parts for the XRs were just getting really expensive, um, hard to get. And so we wanted to make sure that there is an option, a future option for flat track racers um, to get on Harley Davidson if they're just getting into the sport rather than a competitor. 
Um, so yeah, our our flat track racer Brad uh, Brad Davis Fisher is piloting this bike right now for us, and we're just we're still in the early stages of its development um, to make sure that it's gonna be a future winning competition bike for us. And Davis has done a great job. He's placed eighth at um, Springfield eighth, so he made the main and he placed eighth, and right. it's I think it's third competition. And then during the X Games, he also had a great a great showing. So. The XG right now, the 750R specifically, um, is all about flat track racing, um, and it's based off the street 750 motor. Um, that's what you know AMA Pro flat track rules regulate, and um, so it is really exciting for us to have that in competition, but then also to have an option for for riders on the street. So is it, so this is not necessarily based off of the street 750 frame set though. It's not off the frame, off the motor. Yeah, the frame, the frame on that XG 750R is is definitely um, it's made by Vance and Hines, um, specifically for flat track racing. So yeah, the engine itself, um, but not the the actual frame and, and multiple other components. Oh okay. Uh, now with regard to this flat track model, is this strictly going to be a uh, competition model? Um, specific for that that rendition of it, yes, absolutely. Um, specific to is there you know any possibility of that type of bike coming out for production? Um, obviously, we, we I can't <laughs> say yes right. to that, but I can certainly say that um, obviously there's always product development and initiatives going on, and one of the biggest things I can nod head to and um, acknowledge is that we have a new um, chief of styling. His name is Brad Richards. He started over a little over a year ago, and some of the um, newest bikes that he has had a little bit of say on are the Lowrider S and the Roadster. And so as we talked about it specifically with the Roadster, but um, also with the Lowrider S, you see you see a performance uh, look, feel, and certainly um, from the from the technology part of the, the parts that they're nods to racing. And uh, that um, is exciting. That's I mean in and of itself that's really exciting for, for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I also think for our customers and overall and and how it relates to the XG750R, no, that's not itself going to be a street bike, but from future iterations of the street platform, yeah. for certain, right? So we came out with the street platform in 2014, and there will definitely be future iterations of that platform that um, oh, really? will all look different, you know? Oh, really? Um, care to like, give us a little hint as to what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, in the perspective, you know, so we do model families. Right. And so each model family has a different engine. Okay. And so, like, the V-Rods, as you say, has a revolution engine. And you look at those bikes, we have street rods mm-hmm. and we have muscles and we have night rod specials. So all those different bikes revolve around those specific engines. So for the street right now, we have the 500 and the 750 um, based on on the Revolution X engine. So future models will be based off of that engine, but will be different different motorcycles. I see. So does that mean out of the realm of possibility, is there the chance that there might be a street 750 RevX version of a maybe an adventure bike? (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's the, so. There's a glimmer. There's a glimmer of hope for those who want that kind of a thing. Awesome, for sure. And that's where um, some of the biggest keys to motorcycle product planning um, overall and voice of customer. The reason we go to so many different events 
from a from a staff perspective, from a event perspective, is to see what's going on um, in the custom bike world, and uh, most importantly, hear from customers what what they want from future bikes. Right. Oh, I, I tell you, what, I'm really excited to see it. Now, have you have you, does there actually exist a version of this flat track model now based on this? You seven? mean that people can see? Yeah. Or basically, have yes. you have you have you seen it? Oh yeah. Have oh you, yeah. Have you ridden it? No. <laughs> we only. I was in Austin um, for the first for its first race um, during Pro AMA flat track racing there, uh-huh. in conjunction with the MotoGP weekend. Um, and at that time, that was the first time I was racing. We still had it under prototype. We hadn't announced it. Um, we had two two bikes essentially. So one if um, one that he was racing. And then one as a spare. And so we're still developing. That's what I mean. We're still de- developing it. We've announced it. It's out there for people to see at AMA Pro Flat Track Races. Um, so any of the Twins races, you can see it. Um, if you haven't been to a flat track race, I highly encourage it. You oh, can I'd go into to. the pits. I'd, anyone. I'd anyone can go in the pits. So, yeah, you, you can be within one foot of it and um, see it up close and personal. And more importantly, uh, give uh, Davis a high five and tell him to go get him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, so, so so you're telling me that the this new flat track bike was there and raced in the event. Yes, yeah. Now, so what was the general reaction when everybody saw, like, you guys sprung everybody this on everyone and said, look, look we got a new flat track bike. It was, was the crowd crazy yeah. about that? Yeah. Action is great. That's, you know, Harley's been the biggest supporter of flat track racing um, 413 years now. Wow. Or 100, I'd say it's about 100. Flat track racing, maybe 80 years, I guess. But racing in general, right, has just been part of the motor company. It was the way we were founded. Um, so a huge, huge response from the crowds, especially huge response from those who know that the XR750 is getting hard and expensive to uh, source parts and sure. to source for racing. So to just see us come up with a new iteration that will, will hold true um, for new riders and racers is, has been greatly positive. Oh, great. That's good to hear. So, but yeah, it's 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 out there for everyone to see. Wow. Now, do you have any uh, flat track events coming that, that you know of, well, I guess, coming to the Northeast where we could actually see this bike? Yes, actually, I'm just going to pull it up right now. Um, the, the New York, yes, the Central New York Half Mile okay. is August 20th, um, and that's in Central at the Central New York Raceway Park in Central Square, New York. Oh, okay. I will definitely gonna have to make, oh, have to make that trip, Central New York. And this is through the AMA? Correct. Oh, okay. I have to check that out, definitely. Oh, wow. Uh, now, now we can get our chance to get our, now, are we allowed to sit on it? <laughs> <laughs> If you're nice enough, they might. <laughs> so there's no, but there's might. no, there's no chance of a like, little ride around the track. Then, probably. No, no, not yet, not yet. Once we have, once we have a whole bunch, we can do that. But at this point, the the, the development of it, right? The development of it's still there. So we don't have a whole lot of parts in production until, um, until we know we got it right. Okay. All right. No, so. That's great to hear about that. Moving on a little bit, uh, we've been hearing a lot in the trade magazines that there's that you know there's like this the rumor mills running full ramp, and we're hearing things about the Livewire project possibly turning into an actual thing for the public. Can you expand upon that? Yeah, we've when we came out with our prototype Livewire um, in 2014, we we did say we intend to make this a production level motorcycle and we still stand by that 100%. Last year in 2015 was the end of our Project Livewire tour 
And that's where we are taking it to get feedback from customers of what they would want from an electric Harley-Davidson. So that was mostly international. In 2014, it was the U.S., and mostly last year it was international markets we had it. All right. So we're definitely taking that feedback. We know that the technology, obviously, is continuing to increase um, in its development, which is uh, also good from a, a price uh, point perspective of the technology allowing for things not to be as expensive. Um, so yes, we're 100% fully committed to an electric bike. Um, as far as timing, we're not being specific, but we definitely will enter the electric vehicle market when we're ready um, for a full, no excuses, Harley-Davidson electric motorcycle. Now, now is Harley-Davidson, uh, as you know, zeros out there, and you've got just a couple other companies out there, and naturally, Victory is also doing their electric bike thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys pulling any... Um, ideas off of them or you've seen what they're doing and how is that affecting what you guys are thinking um not really so we we pulled in our team a, a number of years ago to to fully of course solely focus on ev since it's a new subset for us okay um so while while it's good to see feedback on what they're doing we as i said we're looking at from our voice of customer from what harley davidson current and future customers have told us what they expect um so what it's so yes it's it's great to see other people out there um in the space um but it's not necessarily directly affecting our goals and the product we're we're putting forth now as far as goes for the styling of this uh potential uh electric bike is has that been talked about at all is it going to stick with the original platform that you guys originally showed everybody or is it, is it going to deviate from that um, yeah, we're not saying that it's going to be specific, similar to what we put out in the prototype, but it definitely will be, you know, an urban environment vehicle. Um, so it'll definitely have a flair, a modern flair to it. Um, and, the, and certainly the response to that styling was, was really high. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I, I wouldn't say it's specifically, yeah, that's what you expect it to look like. Um, but in the nature of it being an urban environment and, and modern bike, we'll definitely stick to those styling cues. Uh, is Harley Davidson going to like expand on that and possibly try the Isle of Man thing like everyone else has? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you'd never know. Uh, those plans come forth with you know from the marketing perspective of what makes sense um, from those areas. So, so it definitely just depends on time. You know when we when we bring it to market, what what are the right things for us to do? Right. Okay. Uh, great. So so we we can expect to see something uh, electric though from Harley Davidson. That uh, in in the years to come, is there any chance it'll be less than years? Uh, Matt Levitt, or not Matt, actually, Sean Cummings, uh, our Senior Vice President of Global Demand, has stated potentially within the next five years. Okay. Oh, we can plan on that then. All right. Um, well, now, that, that also, that, that will bring me into this next question, which is with regard to, uh, as you know, Harley-Davidson uh, dealerships have been having these competitions uh, that they, they'll take a specific model. I believe they did the, uh, the street uh, model uh, this past round, I believe it was. And where each dealership would have the opportunity to customize and modify the, the, the model as much as they can. And then in the competition, there would be some judging going on. Now, are you, are you, I guess you, you know all about this competition that's been going on. This is a, this is a Harley-Davidson-inspired thing. Yeah. All right. Now, has... Yes. Yeah, so it's... Go on. Yeah, it started... Um, our European dealers started the first street competition 
And then the U.S. dealers did a similar one with streets, and that was last uh, summer. And then this spring, in 2016, uh, both the, the same, the European dealerships and uh, the U.S. dealerships did a, a Sportster-based, um, what we call here in the U.S. Custom Kings, and over in Europe they've called it, I believe, Battle of the Kings. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, you know, what better way for us as, a, as an organization to show off our dealership expertise and customization, and so it really has sparked um, some great camaraderie from inside the dealership staffs themselves mm -hmm. and then of course uh, from a competition perspective um, to show off against their competitors their you know HD competitors what they can do using only HD P&A um, and, and or a certain price point as well so It's been it's been really fun for the motor company to be able to showcase those assets for sure. Okay. Um, and definitely giving, um, like I stated, 92% of our customers personalize their motorcycle in some way, shape, or form. So for them to to look at their dealership staff and, and understand that they can do it, and then also even in that dealership staff perspective of them helping the customers learn how to do certain aspects of that as well is it is something we've seen a lot of dealers have success with. Right, have Saturday workshops. Right. Um, helping their customers understand how they can do their own customization. Yeah. Now, these competitions, have they sparked any kind of uh, ideas in the minds of the designers of Harley-Davidson for new models or motorcycles as a result of these competitions? Yeah, for sure. They, As, as mentioned, there's, there's always um, an open door for, <laughs> for styling and engineering to see what's going on in the world and to get inspiration from. So um, they definitely, definitely help do that. And just just in everyday conversations and dealer visits um, and from our marketing staff, um, liaisons from the motor company to the dealerships of, hey, have you thought about this? And we've gotten feedback on, on um, certain things that we like, don't like, and certain things you can and cannot um, accessorize from as well. So those are huge, right, for not only our P&A department, but from, like you said, from an OE perspective, for new motorcycles to come to market and what some of those ideas are. Oh, great. All right, so now what, uh, we're pretty much just about done. Uh, what, can, what can we expect from Harley-Davidson in the next uh, year or so? Anything special or new we should know about or shouldn't know about? Um, <laughs> The the biggest thing I can say our dealer meeting are, um, is starts in it's actually in Boston this year. Um, it's August twenty third, Monday, August twenty third. So that's when we bring our dealers together to celebrate the new model year. So celebrate! Can't believe I can say it. Twenty seventeen motor wow. model year motorcycles. Okay. Um, so that'll be a big week announcements for us. That's all the new bikes, all the new parts and accessories, and all the new motor clothes. Okay. Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> You can hang out outside. Oh, outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well no, worthy. quite honestly, you can go to the go to a bar near the convention center and you'll you're for certain to see some motor company staff. <laughs> okay. Um, what's what's in store for your riding in the next uh, in, in this summer? You got some great big rides planned? Sturgis seventy six. You're going to Sturgis? You're yeah, going you are. It's eight uh, April, August. It feels like April. It it's <laughs> <laughs> not here. Uh, August fifth. Um, is our big kickoff. You know, we started the HD Rally Point right. um, in Sturgis last year. It's a permanent, you know, plaza in the city. Okay. And that's where we'll be doing the official kickoff of the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally again on August 5th, um, 3 p.m. So uh, that'll kick off our activities and 
All Wheeler Guide Time Store just is is by far my my favorite rally wow. that well, I've attended, I should say. Now, are you riding there or are you trailering? I rode last year. I actually will be flying in because I go to my family vacation um, midweek. So, um, so no. But you know, I do have to say this. This will be my comment about trailering in in specific to Sturgis, right. especially after after riding there last year for the seventy fifth. There's so many camping. Like, there aren't enough hotels in the Sturgis area to handle the amount of people who go, right? So, if you're camping and you're going to go camping for a week, yeah. you want a lot of food, you yeah. want a lot of drinks, you want yeah, a lot right. of stuff. Right. Yeah, so, cool. you may trailer your motorcycle there, but you're going to ride it. Yeah. And you might put on 2,000 miles that week. So. Oh, well, yeah. I guess if you have a toy So hauler. for someone who's never trailered her bike, it, it's still, I feel I want to stick up for those people who do and, and say, you know what? Some, not all, right. but some of them, it's because they're camping. Uh, yeah, of course. Now, how, now uh, is your bike going to be there with you? Or are you going to uh, be- Motor company, that's, you know, that's the a plus of working for the motor company. We have bikes <laughs> yeah, of course. that we use. Uh, but, you're, but, you're, but, so, your, yes. but your personal bike's not going to be there. No. Uh, no. That's a bummer. No. Now, I guess you anticipate doing some riding while you're there. Oh, of course. That's what I mean. That's what I love about Sturgis. I would never having my first year going would have been 2003. Wow, you're a vet. And, um, yeah, and I just, you know, you think South Dakota. If you've never been, you just, you don't know what to think. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it's so been. beautiful. The riding there is wonderful. Uh, yeah, I've never been, and I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, riding from New Jersey, I, I would I have the temptation to, to ride there, but something tells me it would be a, a toy hauler. Do a rental, you know, I, I can and I can help you with that. But do a rental, fly into Rapid City, do a rental from our largest Harley Davidson dealership, Black Hills Harley Davidson, right? Um, and spend at least three to four days. Um, it's the Black Hills, obviously Mount Rushmore. Death Valley or uh, Monument Valley, like just amazing, amazing riding, amazing, amazing things to see. Now, when you're done with Sturgis, do you ride back or do you fly back? No, I fly. So that's why I'll that's fly it. from California there, and then from there from Sturgis to Wisconsin, wherever where my family vacation is. Okay. Oh wow, that's a shame because you could have that ride must be really nice going going there and coming back. From California. Both directions, yeah. Actually, from Wisconsin to Sturgis, um, western Wisconsin along the Mississippi River Valley, right. beautiful roads, and then um, similarly following a lot of the rivers um, that flow west from through Minnesota, Iowa, into South Dakota are really gorgeous. I mean, you know, not nothing too twisty, but from a from a landscape perspective, really imagine. pretty. Now, how long did it take you when you rode from California to Sturgis? How long did it take you when you first rode? It takes three days, three full days. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like is that ten hour days on the bike? Yeah. And I guess your uh, your low rider was quite comfy. <laughs> well, I didn't have a low rider ass last year, so. Uh, oh, what did you <laughs> that have last year? It was a street glide. It was a street glide. Oh, yeah, grand street glide, of course. <laughs> All right, well, Jen, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining me uh, on the podcast to talk about what's going on with Harley Davidson and, of course, talking about the Roadster and the Livewire and, of course, the Flat Track Project. Um, I look forward to hopefully talking to you again in the future, and maybe we can uh, hopefully one day get together and ride. Sounds great. All right, Jen, thank you very much again. This is uh, speaking with uh, Jen Hoyer from um, Best Did I say that right? Yeah, Jen Hoyer, right? Yes. Okay, just make sure I had it right. Um, 
from Harley Davidson Public Relations out in Orange County, California. Jen, again, thank you very much for joining me on the Motorcycle Man podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. Thank you. For more information about the Motorcycle Man, visit our website at www.motorcyclemen.us. There, you can join our mailing list or leave a comment and maybe give us some feedback. We always welcome your thoughts. If you'd like to email the Motorcycle Men directly, email to motomenpc at gmail.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Links for each of them are on our website. If you'd like to talk to us directly and tell us about your ride, you can do that via Skype. Our Skype name is motomenpc. And if you find yourself doing nothing on a Tuesday night between 7.30 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, check in with us and we'll make you part of the show. If you're a good guest, we just might send you some stuff. 